Listening to your favorite podcast? That's smart. Earning your degree online from Southern New Hampshire University? That's really smart. With 24-7 access to coursework, no set class times, and dedicated student support, you can go to school when and where it works for you. Low online tuition means you can even do it for less. And dedicated student support means we'll be with you from day one to graduation and beyond. Join a community of learners just like you. Go to snhu.edu today to start your free application. In a fast-paced world, every day brings new challenges and new opportunities. At Strayer University, we know a thing or two about getting and staying ahead of change. For over 130 years, we've been providing students like you with innovative tools and customized support. So you can find your way forward and always keep striving. Visit Strayer.edu to learn more. Strayer University is certified to operate in Virginia by CHEV and has many campuses, including at 2121 15th Street North in Arlington, Virginia. This episode of the Art of Manliness podcast is brought to you in part by Flint and Tinder exclusively at Huckberry.com. Guys, it's September. It's still hot. It was like 96 degrees a day. Felt like 105 here in Oklahoma. But I'm looking forward to fall when things start cooling down and I can start busting out my fall wardrobe. And a big part of my fall wardrobe is made up of Flint and Tinder. You can find it at Huckberry.com. Flint and Tinder, all the stuff is made in America and they have just classic staples, guy staples like Henley's jeans. They got the 10-year hoodie, which is one of my favorite hoodies. They've got button-down Oxfords. They got a wax trucker jacket. It's one of my favorites. Go check it out. Go to Huckberry.com. Check out the Flint and Tinder collection. Start gearing up for fall. Definitely check out the 10-year hoodie. Definitely check out their wax trucker jacket and definitely check out the jeans and Henleys from Flint and Tinder. And if it's your first time purchasing from Huckberry, use code ART15 at checkout to get 15% off your first purchase. So huckberry.com, code ART15 to get 15% off your first purchase from Huckberry. Make sure to check out Flint and Tinder and stock up for fall. Brett McKay here and welcome to another edition of the Art of Manliness podcast. Are you feeling burnt out? Like you just feel like your job and life is just sucked, just the joy out of your life. You're not alone if you feel like that because there's a lot of people that feel like that today. Um, with our smartphones and computers, there's this expectation that we're supposed to be on 24-7 with our jobs. And there's this pressure to just make more money, to get more status. And We think that'll make us happy, but what ends up happening is we end up miserable. Well, our guest today has written a book about his experience of workaholic-induced burnout. His name is Charlie Hohen. He's the author of Play It Away, A Workaholic's Cure for Anxiety. We talk about Charlie's experience with uh, burnout and the anxiety that it caused him. We talk about what he did to alleviate this, and we talk about what he found that really did the trick, what helped him overcome his burnout. And you'll be surprised because it's good old-fashioned play. So stay tuned. All right, Charlie, welcome to the show. Thank you, Brett. Nice to be here. All right, so your book is uh, Play It Away, A Workaholic's Cure for Anxiety or Burnout. Let's talk about what led to this book because it's an interesting story, and I know that a lot of guys who are listening to this podcast will probably relate to your story. So how did this book come about? (laughs) Um, So the reason this book originally came about actually because I was working on another book uh, on how to get a job that you actually legitimately want after college, Uh, not some dead end 
corporate job that you'd get through Craigslist because you're just trying to get a paycheck, but how to actually set a solid foundation for your career. And a section of that book that I was working on was about uh, quitting and dealing with burnout and getting over, getting getting your work-life balance back and overcoming crazy amounts of stress or anxiety uh, from working in like a startup type of scenario. And, uh, and when I showed the book to a number of my friends, they were like, this section's great, but it doesn't belong in the book. You're just trying to teach people how to get the job that they want. And that was my favorite material. So I decided to make it into a book because I, uh, I, I posted on my blog a, an essay called How I Cured My Anxiety, and it ended up being one of the most popular things I ever wrote. And so there was a lot of demand for the topic. And yeah, it was it was just basically um, a, over a thousand people said they wanted to read a book on overcoming anxiety. So I decided to just turn it into a book. Well, cool. Tell us about your personal anxiety problem. I mean, how did you, cause I mean, you kind of, you hit rock bottom at a point. Yeah. Yeah. And when I say like anxiety, I don't mean like the mildly socially anxious, uh, or the slight panic you get if you miss a deadline. I mean, debilitating anxiety where you're having panic attacks and you feel like you're on the verge of like breaking down and you never feel you you feel like you're never going to be happy again. Um, there's when my rock bottom was just I felt constant dread all the time. I had difficulty breathing. I had difficulty sleeping. I couldn't relax. It was physically impossible, and I felt like I was trapped in my own personal hell all the time. I I remember having a conversation with my girlfriend and she was basically like, you aren't the guy that I met. What is wrong? And I told her uh, that I just felt dead inside all the time and I didn't know how to fix it. And it just wouldn't go away. It was like I had I didn't have thoughts of like suicide, but I remember thinking many times like I just want this to be over. Like it's it's such a bad feeling and to constantly feel like you're in fight or flight mode and constantly terrified of something. Yeah. Uh, you know, e- even though, you know, it's irrational, like people just tell you like, Oh, it doesn't make sense. It doesn't matter. It's just like you're, you're still mentally and emotionally and physically broken And and I wasn't sure what was causing it. And, it it was it was really bad. Uh, so I I started having panic attacks and stuff, and I I was seeing a doctor, or I asked the doctor to like check me out, and she gave me these benzos, which are a type of pill that's apparently is uh, has the same withdrawal effects as heroin, getting off of heroin, and so I never took those pills because I, I saw this uh, the side effects were far worse than the symptoms that they could mask basically <laughs> like it could cause even worse anxiety or insomnia and all this stuff. So I went on this journey uh, of like trying to cure my anxiety basically. And I tried everything and nothing really seemed to work for more than a few days. And when I, when I say everything, it's just like anything that you've tried <laughs> 
to alleviate your stress or depression or anxiety, I tried. Yeah. So like meditation, uh, meditation, yoga, breathing exercises, therapy, uh, like doing these therapy books. I did extended fasts. I did super clean diets. I did intense, high intensity workouts. I did prayer. I did volunteering. I, I even took a six week course made specifically for men wanting to overcome anxiety. I did isolation chambers, uh, or flotation tanks, like everything and, uh, supplements and drugs and all this stuff. And stuff only seemed to work for a short period of time or alleviate my symptoms for a short period of time, or it would make things worse. And finally, once a couple key pieces fell into place, I was back to normal within a couple weeks and I didn't even notice my anxiety was gone. And I legitimately just have no fear that those feelings will return. And if they do, I know how to get rid of them. Awesome. And that's what, that's what the book's about. All right. We're going to talk a little bit about that, what you found. Uh, but before that, let's just talk about burnout in general. Cause you know what you, when I read your book and as you talked about that, like I've experienced that same sort of thing as well. Like that, just that feeling of being dead inside. Like you're just so yeah. overworked. It happened to me when I was in law school and like after law school. And like, Oh yeah. Honestly, I'm still kind of recovering from it. And that's been like four or five years. Yeah. Um, what, I mean, uh, you're, and I know this isn't like just, uh, it isn't rare. It seems like a lot of people are experiencing this sort of burnout. I mean, what is it? Why? I mean, I don't think my dad, you know, really had burnout. Uh, I don't remember him being burnt out growing up. He seemed to enjoy his job and go to work and he'd come home and the grandpa the same way. But it's like, there's a lot of, I don't know. What is it about modern work uh, that makes people more susceptible to burnout? I think there are a lot of things, but I think the main one is the most obvious one is that we're, we don't escape work as easily anymore. There's no set hours. It's, it's just around the clock. And I know so many people who lay in bed checking their cell phones up until late hours. And not only is that preventing your brain from relaxing and just kind of shutting down and, and it's also physically waking you back up. It's just keeping you on the whole time and it's reducing your quality of sleep. And what happens when you sleep is your brain actually clears itself out. It takes it, it kind of resets. It's not that it stops working and, you know, just relaxes the whole time while you're sleeping. It's it's like the house cleaning for your for your body and your mind. And so I think people are not only just constantly connected and constantly on now, and they feel this, an even greater sense of pressure to succeed because now everybody's stuff out is out in the open on Facebook, which is a highlight reel. So you, you, you get up and you check Facebook and you're like, Oh my God, everybody's life is awesome. (laughs) Uh, but nobody's broadcasting like the anxiety and the panic attacks and, and the depression and the sense of hopelessness that a lot of people, which a lot of people feel it's part of the human condition. And we don't, we don't broadcast that stuff because we're ashamed of it and embarrassed and self-conscious, but we all go through it on some level, no matter how great our lives appear, no matter how great we want other people's to think our lives are. Yeah. Um, so I think that that's, that's one part of the equation. That's, that's a huge part that people tend to overlook because it seems so normal now. 
Um, but for me personally, I know I was sitting still all day, drinking four to five cups of coffee a day and just constantly checking my email. So I was being sedentary, interacting with human beings exclusively through a screen. So I was, it's, it's like a glorified aquarium. You know, you're just constantly looking at this piece of lit up glass and that's that doesn't resemble anything that happens in nature. And I was in indoors in temperature controlled rooms all day, just not moving. It's horrible to do to your body, first of all, but it, it inevitably leads to you just feeling awful. It's not like I'm the weird one who was doing this. It's like everyone around me was doing it in Silicon Valley because everyone's a programmer and and I got to a point where I was taking brain pills, these uh, nootropics, which were <laughs> – this was kind of the height of my workaholism was taking these drugs so I could stay awake for days so, and keep working. Was this um, pro-vigil? Yeah. 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 And that's it's very common, I, I hear, amongst kind of like Silicon Valley folks. They're taking pro-vigil to – at that edge right and and the thing is is like the stakes are legitimate like out there i mean not not in my particular case a few years ago but like they're for these tech startups some of them have hundreds of millions of dollars on the line and people complain about athletes taking steroids to get bulkier so they can hit a few more home runs and land multi-million dollar contracts there are, you know, little scrawny programmers running around effectively doing the same thing to their brain so that they can program faster and get more work done. And it's destroying their mental health. And, they, and a lot of them don't realize it because everyone around them is doing it. It's quiet. You can't even tell that they're doing it. Pretty crazy. Yeah. It's funny. You mentioned how, you know, a lot of us, all right, they're like, we're stuck in this aquarium in front of a computer, and we're, a lot of us are in our email all day. And what's interesting, you talk about, like, we're very sedentary, but with, when you work in email and you're doing, like, you experience fight or flight reaction, <laughs> right? But you can't do anything to, like, release that, right? You just sit there, right. and you just, like, you're, like, stressed out. And what's weird, too, it's sort of a disconnect, but you're like, it's just email. It's just, like, this <laughs> mental, it's like, not. I'm not being chased by a mastodon. Why do I feel like this? And so you kind of get down on yourself, like, come on, get it together. But, right, uh, tough it out, like yeah. work through it. And uh, yeah, I mean, it's it feels ridiculous to be hyper-stressed by digital information and, and work and stuff that, in the grand scheme of things, means nothing compared to how you feel yeah. in your health. Um, but we take it all very, very seriously. Yeah. Okay. Here's maybe you get some insight into this. If there's some guys who are listening to this and they kind of fancy themselves as high achievers, are there, are there any um, like signs or symptoms of like pre burnout or burnout that they should be on the lookout for? And they'd be like, okay, I need to, I need to take a step back and reevaluate what I'm doing here. Yeah, for sure. Uh, the, the main one is your inability to not take your work seriously. Uh, or I'm, I'm probably getting my words confused there with a double negative, but, uh, there's, there's some great quote, I forget who said it, but it's just like the, the signs of a pending mental breakdown are a person's 
inability to like laugh at themselves or mm. they just take their work super, super seriously. The, the let me see. I I had a checklist actually in the book of like all the things that indicated if you're on on course for a breakdown yeah. that I I legitimately wish someone had held the mirror up to me uh but at the same time I don't know if I would have acknowledged it because it's like I was so unhealthy in terms of my my work routine but I was just like at the same time I was getting congratulated because I was I was super productive and I was in all these cool different positions doing all this cool stuff. So here's here's the checklist. Okay. Do you feel guilty or really anxious when you're not working, when you're taking time off mm. and not doing anything more? Like do you have to check your cell phone? Uh, do you feel guilty when you're not working? Have you stopped playing with your friends, like having guilt-free play with your friends? Do all of your daily activities revolve around you building a more successful career? Everything you do during the day, is it career-oriented? Are you sleeping less than eight hours per night? That's a big one. Yeah. Um, are you consuming stimulants multiple times per day to hide your exhaustion? Um, I, I was drinking a lot of coffee. Uh, a lot of people do energy drinks. And again, it's just like, it's, if your body is freaking out within an hour or two, every time you're taking these stimulants, it's telling you, you need to change something and slow down. Uh, so a worthy experiment is just to go a week without those stimulants, just replace it with water and see how your body responds. If you're just constantly like wedding season is coming up. And if you are preparing for the big day. I know wedding planning can be really intimidating, but finding the perfect suit shouldn't be. Indochino makes it easy to get a fully customizable suit right from your home. Don't just wear any suit on your big day. Wear a custom made-to-measure suit. Suits start at just $499, which is about the same price you'd pay for an off-the-rack suit at a department store. And they've also got custom made-to-measure shirts starting at just $89. So I've talked about my Indochino suit on the podcast before. They've been a longtime podcast sponsor. It's navy blue. The measuring process was super easy. They got these video guides you follow. You'll need another set of hands to help you out with that. But the really fun part is customizing it. Got to customize how I wanted the lapels on the jacket, the pockets, the lining. I went no pleats on the pants on this suit. A lot of fun. And then in a few weeks, you have a made-to-measure custom suit sent directly to your door. When planning your wedding, get a suit as unique as you with Indochino. Go to Indochino.com and use code MANLINESS to get 10% off any purchase of $399 or more. That's I-N-D-O-C-H-I-N-O.com, promo code MANLINESS. All right, if you have a family, then you need to get term life insurance to protect them. It's one of the smartest financial decisions you can make, and the start of the new year is the perfect time to get it done so you can focus on whatever else the year has in store for you. Fabric by Gerber Life was designed by parents for parents to help you get a high-quality, surprisingly affordable term life insurance policy in less than 10 minutes. Fabric has flexible policies that fit your family and your budget with quality policies like a million dollars in coverage for less than a dollar a day. There's no risk to apply. They have a 30-day money-back guarantee, and you can cancel at any time. I remember when I was a new dad, I had a lot of thoughts going through my head. One of them was, how can I take care of my family? When I'm gone, if something happens to me. Well, it's so one of the first things I did. I got term life insurance, one of the best decisions I made. Join the thousands of parents who trust Fabric to protect their family. Apply today in just minutes at meetfabric.com slash manliness. 
That's meetfabric.com slash manliness, M-E-E-T fabric.com slash manliness. Policies issued by Western Southern Life Assurance Company, not available in certain states. Prices subject to underwriting and health questions. Daylight saving time is starting up again. The goal of this is to give us more daylight from March through November. By setting our clocks forward, it may feel like there are more hours in the day, but if you're hiring, it doesn't necessarily help you find qualified candidates for your roles any sooner. There is only one way to do that, ZipRecruiter. And right now, you can try it for free at ZipRecruiter.com manliness. ZipRecruiter works around the clock to help you find qualified candidates. Once you post your job on ZipRecruiter, they send it to 100 plus job sites so you can reach more of the right people. ZipRecruiter smart technology also quickly scans thousands of resumes to identify people whose skills and experience match your job. Spring forward with a new hiring partner, ZipRecruiter, and find top talent sooner. See why four out of five employers who post a job on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Just go to this exclusive web address to try ZipRecruiter for free. ZipRecruiter.com slash manliness. Once again, that's ZipRecruiter.com slash manliness. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. Picture that thing you've always wanted to learn. All right, you got that in your head? Now picture learning it from the person who's literally the best at it in the world. That's what you get with Masterclass. This year, learn from the best to become your best with Masterclass. Masterclass offers over 180 world-class instructors, and many of these instructors are former AOM podcast guests. You can learn negotiation from Chris Voss, leadership skills from Jocko Willink, how to master your habits with James Clear. Plus, every new membership comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee, so there's no risk. So recently, I went through the Masterclass on negotiation with Chris Voss. A lot of useful information in there. Talked about the value of knowing in negotiation, how to use your body language and speech patterns to get your best out of a negotiation. Very well done. I really enjoyed it and got a lot out of it. Right now, listeners of our podcast can get an additional 15% off an annual membership at masterclass.com slash AOM. Get 15% off right now at masterclass.com slash AOM. Masterclass.com slash AOM. Check out the masterclass on negotiation with Chris Voss. Feeling strung out. Just take away the stimulant. Yeah. Um, are you sitting still and staring at screens for most of your waking hours? Do you interact with people primarily through screens? Are you indoors all day long, depriving yourself of fresh air and sunlight? And do you depend on alcohol or drugs to cope with social situations outside of work? So those are the big red flags of like, are you on the path to potential burnout? Oh yeah. Yeah. I was kind of like, I, I, uh, I am kind of in a bad shape then. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of people are. I yeah. don't think it's like an yeah. uncommon thing at all. And that's the thing is just like, there's, there's so few of us. I, it, it, there are so few people who are just like, you know, it's uh, our workaholic culture is kind of crazy. <laughs> We ought to stop and reassess because America is like one of the least happy countries on the planet. Also by Flynn Tinder, exclusively at Huckberries. Fall's almost here. It's time to bust out those classic fall staples, denim, Henleys, button-down Oxfords, hoodies, and you can find all this stuff at Huckberry.com with their Flint and Tinder line. Flint and Tinder, my whole wardrobe is pretty much Flint and Tinder at this point. I've got Henleys, I've got tees, I've got button-down Oxfords from them. I got my cool trucker jacket that I'm ready to bust out when it starts cooling off a bit. All of it's made in the USA. It's going to last you a lifetime. Plus, they got their 10-year hoodie, my favorite hoodie. I've had it for, I think, five years. So I'm going like halfway through the 10-year hoodie guarantee. Check it out. Go to Huckberry.com. 
Check out the Flynn Tinder link. It's very prominent there. Use code ART15 at checkout to get 15% off your first purchase from Huckberry. So huckberry.com, ART15 for your 15% off your first purchase and check out the Flynn Tinder line. You won't regret it. And now back to the show. Yeah. And what's funny is it just sort of creeps into your life. Like you don't, yeah. you know, and, and then before you know it, it's too late. Like you don't see it. And then you're like, oh my gosh. Okay. So um, you tried all these things like meditation, yoga, and you finally discovered that play um, was one of the keys. I mean, how did you discover that? And what is it about play that's so good for us, even as adults? Because we often just think of play. That's what kids do. Yeah. Yeah. Tell us about play. Yeah, so uh, I I had that breakthrough when I just happened to stumble upon a book called Play by Stuart Brown. I, I was at my friend's house and I just came across this book, and I was like, "Huh, that's an interesting title." And I just started reading it, and uh, I I read it in one sitting, and my reaction to the book was, "Oh my God, I'm such an idiot." Like I've felt awful for years and I, the answer is so obvious why. And it's because I'm constantly preventing myself from playing. I'm constantly mentally blocking myself from having guilt-free fun. Like I remember being on, I was set up on a blind date and I was set up with this really beautiful, awesome girl and later on, she told me, and, and I'm like, normally, uh, I'm, a, I'm a pretty relaxed and carefree guy who's like easy to laugh. But like at that stage of my life, she told me when she met me, she was like, you were super intense <laughs> and serious. I was like, man, that's such a drag to hear. <laughs> but like I, I was always feeling guilty about having fun. I always felt guilty when I wasn't working because – at, at the time, I was starting to make a lot more money. I had a few major successes under my belt, and I felt like I my work was really important. My career was really important, and I quit my job of working for Tim Ferriss because a bunch of like uh, external stuff outside of work just went awry, and I had to quit. And because I was, I was just like, I emotionally, I couldn't do it. And I felt like I'd really just like let everyone down. I was like, man, I, I, I not only burned a bridge with like my mentor and my hero, but I, I potentially threw away everything I'd worked for and I needed to become like a successful CEO or a millionaire or somebody who changed the world in order for everyone to accept that I was like, okay, again. And so in my head, I was like, I, I got to get back on. Like, I got to get back. Like, I got to work my way through this. And I was just never playing. And the thing was, is like, when I started reincorporating play and back, back into my life, like, the activities that I voluntarily turned to while I was growing up, stuff like playing catch and playing home run derby and creating art or building things with my hands or like making music, developing my skills, stuff that I did for fun, just for fun, no other outcome. Everything changed because I started, I started viewing my world instead of as a prison which is how it felt when I was super anxious. I started viewing my world as a playground. 
and everyone around me as potential playmates and every moment as an opportunity to have fun rather than I need to get back to work so I can make money and be successful. It became about how can I have fun? And so my work actually changed back to what it was when I first started out, which was it's a game that I would willingly play. Like I was able to get into these great positions of working with guys like Tim Ferriss and Tucker Max and Ramit Sethi because to me, my career was just a game that I was setting up for myself. That I, it, it was just opportunities I was creating for myself. Like after I got out of college, I spent a few months just applying to jobs that I didn't want at companies I didn't want to work for because that's what everyone else was doing. And that's what I thought you had to do. I thought you had to get a job that you hated in order to pay the bills and it didn't work. And so I like no one would even respond to me. Everyone would ignore me. So I was just like, I'm just going to work for people I like and, and propose cool projects that'll be fun. And if I get paid, cool. If I don't, worst case scenario, I have something interesting to talk about. I have something in my portfolio uh, and, a, and a fun project. So I approached it as a game and I was able to do all this cool stuff that I actually wanted to do. But when it switched over to being about money and success and feeling guilty for not doing enough and needing more and more and more, then everything got messed up. Yeah. And, and so I, play changed everything. It was, it's not only the physical act of like getting out and running around and having fun. It was just a way that I viewed the world. It was a way that I viewed my work. And it changed my life. And what I didn't realize is when I was super anxious, I had this nervous, like weird, creepy energy to me <laughs> that other people would detect and they would reflect it back to me. Like, you know, have you ever seen like a person walking their dog and this and this guy like will walk by them and the dog will just be like, yeah, yeah. like freak <laughs> out. And it's because the person walking by had some sketchy, weird energy that the dog detected. And it's like humans do that too, but I think they do it on a subconscious, more, much more subtle level. And um, I, it, what I realized is like when I, when I started playing, when I started viewing the world as a place where I could have fun again and every moment as an opportunity to have fun, I started playing with everybody. I started joking around with waitresses and cashiers and, and my friends. I started, you know, we started pulling pranks on each other and just joking around and relaxing. And it changed my world because everyone around me started playing back with me. And all of a sudden I was surrounded by people who were having fun again. And it, yeah, it just, it changed everything. Yeah. You know, as you're saying, you know, telling that story about how you rediscover play, it reminds me, I mean, like when I, before I read your book, I, I, I you know, this stuff, like, you know, that if you take things too serious and you just focus on money, like you're going to be miserable. Right? right. But like you forget it yeah. uh, for some reason. And it, and it reminds me like, you know, there's been like books and movies about this same theme, right? Like the baseball player who got into baseball because he loved the game. And then he became this like crabby prima donna player who's just concerned yeah. about making money and like he did, sucks did you, did you read the new yorker article called uh why i quit major league baseball no i haven't read that oh it's so good you gotta look it up it's about that exact thing it's like this guy who just loved the game growing up and he became great at it because he had so much fun doing it 
and he quit because it became about the business. It became about money and like, and it just ruined the spirit of the game for him. And I think the people who are like the most successful at what they do, what I found when I was doing like research for the book was it was like the most successful and influential entrepreneurs and artists, all of them, almost all of them view work and life as a game. Like they play for a living. And Mark Twain has this great quote about how, like, when we talk about the great workers of the world, we're not talking about the great workers. We're talking about the great players of the world. Mm. I put together this, like, slide share on, like, the best quotes on why we should play for a living. But, yeah, it's just, like, if you can retain that original spirit of, like, why you got into the game in the first place and not be so focused on the money, I think – that's why guys like Steve Jobs and Larry Page, they took an annual salary of a dollar a year. It was symbolic of like why they were in the game in the first place. They weren't there to sell out or get money. They were there to do something that was their game. That's awesome. Okay, so I'm sure there's guys who are listening to this like, yeah, this sounds great. I want to <laughs> do this, but like, I don't have time for right. play. I mean, but it sounds like you incorporated play just sort of naturally and even to your work day. I mean, how, I mean, what do you tell guys? What, what advice do you have to offer to incorporate play into their life? Um, there, there are a few things. So one is you should look at play as an actually like a productivity hack. You can make the same argument about how I don't have enough time to get a full night's sleep because I got to get back to work. Well, okay, do that for a couple of weeks and see how well you're working. Mm. Um, and it's the same with play. Is if, if you take time off to have fun and to play and do stuff that you actually enjoy, you're actually going to work better. You're going to have a more full and rich life and you're going to be more creative and you're going to be more passionate about what you're doing. You're going to bring more energy into your work and your work is going to improve and the CEO of Burton, the snowboarding company, he actually has in his contract, this is a guy who's a hundred millionaire. He has in his contract that he has to be on the slopes a hundred days of the year. He <laughs> devotes a third of the year to being, to playing because he's like, I can't do my job unless I'm having fun. And this is consistent with what I found with other high, high achieving, top performing entrepreneurs and artists is they play hard. They play really hard. One of the stories I, I included in the book is about my friend Erin. She was a graphic designer, and she was working on a client's website, and she was like, we, my friend Ann and I called her up, and we were like, hey, you want to hang out? And she's, she goes, no, uh, I, I missed a deadline earlier today. I'm working on a client's website, and it's just not coming together. I have at least six more hours of work in front of me. And we could just hear the stress and the desperation in her voice. And so we went up to her apartment and she was just like a mess. She was super stressed. And we looked at the site. It wasn't coming together at all. And she was like, yeah, I'm just going to stay up all night until this is done, you know. And we were like, why – why don't you take the night off? And so we kidnapped her <laughs> and we took her mini golfing. And initially she was really stressed on the ride over. She was like, Oh my God, I can't believe I'm doing this. Like I'm going to be in so much trouble, blah, blah, blah. 
And then by like the fourth hole, she was relaxed. She was laughing and we had a great time and we just joked around and messed around the whole time. She went back home when we dropped her off that night. She got a full night's rest. The next morning she woke up and she texted us later that day and she was like, I got the, I got the client's site done in an hour and a half and it was good. <laughs> and that's the thing. It's like we, we insist that we, we constantly push ourselves to like keep going, keep going, get it done. Grind it out. Grind it out. Work through it. And you actually need time off because when you take that time off to relax your brain, it's, it's the same effect as sleep. It's like you're not thinking about this thing constantly. You're just having fun and re you're relaxing. And when you return to your laptop, when you return to your workstation, you actually have a lightness and a happiness and a joy to you that you previously did not have. And so you, it's play – I believe strongly is a productivity hack. It's essential to doing great work. So think of play as an investment that uh, pays off huge yeah. dividends. Yeah. Even though you're technically wasting time, you're actually gaining time yeah. back. That's awesome. Okay. Well, I mean, besides play, is there anything else that people, I mean, what else did you, I mean, you, you talked about other things that did work for you to help alleviate the anxiety. Is there anything yeah. that sticks out to you in particular? Totally. Um, I mean, if people want to immediate people who are really struggling with anxiety, I would say, um, the first thing they ought to consider is optimizing their bedroom for quality sleep. The key thing there. Well, there are a couple key things. One is set a time to go to bed at the same time every night. Like you have to get into a routine if you want to eliminate your anxiety. Every anxious person I've met has either been in denial about how little sleep they're getting or they're going to bed at random hours. And part of the reason for that is what we were talking about earlier is like looking at screens past 9 p.m. wakes you wakes you back up. Mm. So if you can make the commitment to not look at your screen an hour before you get in bed and just be done with it, like plug your cell phone charger in a different room than your bed so you can't even be tempted to go look at it. Uh, that's super important. And make your room as dark as possible. Get it around 68 degrees. Cover up every light source, including alarm clocks and smoke detector lights, like everything. Make it just as dark as possible. Make sleep a huge priority because that will dramatically reduce your anxiety along with play. Like obviously play and sleep I think are the two biggest areas that people should focus on if they really want to reduce their anxiety. And another thing that I would do during the day is I would take a 20-minute nap after lunch. I would just lay on my back like often on the floor and I would just close my eyes and set an alarm on my phone for 20 minutes right after lunch and just focus on breathing, just breathe in and out, in and out. I wouldn't try and fall asleep, but I often would. And I would always wake up feeling so much better. And naps are amazing. Like kids take them, other cultures take siestas and stuff like, and, and naps are proven to reduce your risk of heart disease and all these, all these other things. Like naps are great for reducing anxiety uh, there are a number of other things. I think uh, a thing that a lot of anxious people don't realize is like um, there are certain uh, nutrients in their body that get rapidly depleted when they're constantly stressed for a long period of time because 
for whatever reason, the brain consumes those resources much faster if you're hyper-stressed all the time. And something I found that really helped me a lot within a week or two was when I started supplementing with uh, two to four servings of omega-3 fatty acids, so cod liver oil. And uh, I found that I was also deficient in vitamin B12. So there, those, those are two areas that uh, anxious people are commonly deficient in is, uh, I think it's like methylcobalamin, which is vitamin B12, and omega-3 fatty acids. And two others are uh, potassium and magnesium, which can be – all of these things can be obtained through food. But for vitamin B12 or vitamin B in general, um, your, your gut might not be properly absorbing those things, even if – in vitamin Bs in meat – animal products, uh, so uh, meat, eggs um, – and you might not be absorbing that. So if that's the case, it helps to eat a few forkfuls of sauerkraut so you can get healthy bacteria back into your gut to help properly absorb that stuff. So um, I think those are a f just a couple quick areas that people can – if you start taking um, omega-3 – which isn't going to hurt you. I'm not a healthcare professional, by the way, so don't hold me accountable. This is just based on a ton of research I've done on this stuff and also from personal experience and reading about personal experiences of others is if you start supplementing with omega-3 uh, every day for a month, it can really dramatically reduce that and vitamin B uh, can really calm your brain down um, and, you know, there's a, there's a bunch of other stuff I talk about in my book that helps. Um, but the, but the key, the two key areas I would say that anybody can focus on more are play, like actually having guilt-free fun with your friends while moving around outdoors rather than viewing exercise as some evil chore, like hopping on a treadmill and being miserable for a half hour. You can just run around outside, play Frisbee with your friends. It's, same thing, except you're having fun and it's social and, and improving your sleep. So going to bed at the same time, don't look at screens late at night and uh, take 20 minute naps. Awesome. So yeah, t get, take it, get more of what America is deprived of sleep and play. Yeah, exactly. Awesome. Well, Charlie, uh, this has been a great conversation. Your book uh, definitely inspired me. So I'm going to encourage my listeners to go out and check it out. It's an awesome read. So thank you so much for your time. Yeah, thank you. Our guest today was Charlie Hohen. He is the author of Play It Away, A Workaholic's Cure for Anxiety, and you can find that on Amazon.com. And be sure to visit his website at charliehohen.com. Well, that wraps up another edition of the Art of Manliness podcast. For more manly tips and advice, make sure to check out the Art of Manliness website at artofmanliness.com. And if you don't know already, we've published a new book. It's called Heading Out on Your Own, 31 Life Skills in 31 Days. It's a book that's geared towards young men who are about to leave the nest and head out on their own. And we cover just skills that you're, they're going to need to know to be well-adjusted, functioning adults, like how to get a job, how to ace an interview, how to plant, make a budget, how to iron and take care of your clothes. It's a very comprehensive, in-depth book. You can find that on Amazon.com. So check it out today, Heading Out on Your Own. And until next time, this is Brett McKay telling you to stay manly.
Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. With the internet's best converting checkout, 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms, Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers. In fact, Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash podcast free. All lowercase, shopify.com slash podcast free. Shopify.com slash podcast free. Sometimes it takes a different approach to help you unlock your true potential. With Capella University's game-changing FlexPath learning format, you gain relevant skills you can apply to your career right away. Earn your degree from an accredited university and be confident in the quality of your education. Imagine your future differently at capella.edu. Capella University is accredited by the Higher Learning Commission. Learn more at capella.edu accreditation.